Welcome to LISI Carrier Calls. I'm Rebecca with our Intel team. Hi, and I'm Charlotte McPherson, a regional sales manager in the San Fernando Valley area. In these episodes, we're talking about compliance, and as always, it's our aim to keep it short while tackling some really complicated and complex issues and offering you some great takeaways. This week, we're excited to talk to Michelle Martinuk from ASI about COBRA. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do at ASI, Michelle? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Michelle Martinuk, ASI Administrative Solutions. We're a third-party administrator, and I've been um, here for 14 years and uh, doing COBRA for about 12 of those. So um, it's, it's nice to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. It sounds like you're going to be a real COBRA expert for us. Let's get started off with some basics. What's COBRA all about? COBRA is a continuation of group health plans. We administer federal COBRA here at ASI, um, so it's, you know, uh, regulated across the board for everybody and by the Department of Labor and the IRS, but it's a continuation of group health plans that are, you know, provided by the employer and maintained by the employer, and the plans themselves have to provide medical care, such as, you know, medical, dental, vision, prescription plans, some EAPs, things like that, flexible spending accounts, HRAs, they're all COBRA eligible. So it's a continuation for somebody who loses their benefits because of a qualifying event. And there are some very specific qualifying events. And if one of those events happens and it triggers a loss in coverage under a group health plan, you are then offered COBRA as long as you were enrolled on the plan for, you know, before your event actually took place. So we know COBRA is really important, but, you know, uh, Michelle, one of the things that um, I think that people get confused about is what lines of coverage are COBRA applicable and then also what the due dates are. So can you give us some takeaways and maybe just a rundown of what benefits fall under the COBRA umbrella? And also, you know, let's call out uh, the differentiator between Cal COBRA and federal COBRA, if you don't mind, too. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll go ahead and start there. Um, Cal COBRA or, you know, mini state COBRA is actually going to be somebody who had um, 19 or fewer employees for uh, about 50% of their previous calendar year. So usually around December year, that would be when a group who kind of, you know, borders on between Cal and federal should go ahead and take into account how many employees they had that year. Federal is going to be 20 or more. In regard to the actual plans, which are COBRA eligible, um, again, it's going to be a plan that's a group health plan maintained by the employer and provides medical care. So there is a wide variety, you know, medical, dental, vision, um, pharmacy benefits, FSAs, HRAs. Um, it also includes self-funded plans on the federal side. Um, so, so there are several, but it has to be a group health plan. It has to be maintained by the employer and it has to provide medical care. So for an example, if they had an FSA, the dependent care aspect of that. If they had daycare and the medical FSA, the dependent care part would not be eligible under COBRA, but the medical FSA would, as long as they had an underspent account. Uh, you know, one of the things also that people get tripped up on, especially if they're trying to administer COBRA internally, which I would never recommend that a broker or a um, employer tries to administer federal level COBRA internally just because of the pitfalls and the possible penalties. Um, can we talk about the timelines for filing and what is required to be provided to the employee? And also, I'm sure that your that ASI provides a service, but also the initial COBRA notice, because there are a yes. few folks that are unfamiliar with that practice too. 
Absolutely, and, and you're correct there. That's definitely something that I wanted to bring up in this discussion was the initial notification. Um, but yes, there, there are several timeframes, guidelines to follow um, with COBRA. If somebody has a qualifying event, um, usually depending on the event, but it's got to be about 30 days that the employer is going to, you know, go ahead and um, report to their third-party administrator, in that case, ASI. Uh, we have an additional 14 days to get that letter out the door. It's a total of 44 days. Um, to get that qualifying event notice out the door. And that's, again, for somebody who's losing benefits. We'll go back to the initial in a moment, the initial notification. Um, so you send that first notice out within 44 days. They actually have the qualified beneficiary has 60 days to elect um, their COBRA benefits. And one thing that you're going to want to keep in mind is it can be 60 days from the date of the notice or 60 days from their loss in coverage, whichever is later. So it allows them either way it's 60 days and it's off of the later date. So they have 60 days to decide if they want to elect. Should they elect within that 60 days and go ahead and fill out all the paperwork and pay their premium, it's considered a complete election and we can go ahead to process the notification, get them re-enrolled with the carriers, um, you know, deposit their premium payment and everything is good. At that point, they would have a 30-day grace period for each month they're enrolled going forward. And it's actually due first of the month with a 30-day grace period. So it's to a total of 31 days because payments are due the first and then you get 30 additional days. You talked about a complete enrollment. Can you tell us what a complete enrollment is and what that means? If somebody had an incomplete COBRA enrollment, that would put them in what's called a 45-day window, um, in which case maybe they've signed their paperwork, but they didn't send the premium payment in. Obviously, you don't want to go to the carriers and get them enrolled without that payment in hand because it could be a nightmare trying to go back and get a retro termination um, because you enrolled somebody and never received premium payment. So we want to wait until we have a complete election. So in that case, we would send them another letter now saying, okay, we, we realize, we recognize your intent to go ahead and enroll. You sent in the paperwork, but... Now you've got a 45-day window to send in all of your premiums, and that's going to be back to premiums because you can't have, you know, a gap in your coverage. So it's going to go retroactive to the last day covered. All of those premiums need to be received at that point, and then it would be considered a complete election. And you would go back to that 30-day grace period after that. Michelle, thank you so much for that really exceptional overview on COBRA. Michelle, you've given us so much information about COBRA. And you know, it really sounds like this is what you do. This is what you're an expert at. Um, brokers have so many things on their plates. Of course, they can't be expected to be an expert at everything. And that's really what we want to highlight in these series is what resources do our brokers have so that they can, you know, tap into those experts to benefit their employer groups. So now we want to let ASI shine. Tell us all about what services and support you have for brokers to, um, for COBRA administration. Great. Thank you so much. Um, yes, we do. We actually work with brokers so much, so much. I would actually say more so than the clients themselves. Um, brokers really, you know, help their clients and we're in touch with them quite a bit. And I think that without that, you know, little, uh, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, the touchstone between, um, you know, I think sometimes things can get a little, you know, confusing for the clients and that broker's there to, you know, kind of assist with not only getting them an administrator, but sometimes they help out the clients in additional ways with COBRA, like sending over the rates and things like that. So we do a lot of business with brokers. Um, 
ASI, uh, we do a ton of COBRA business, and I would say that the majority of the business we get is based off of recommendation. Um, you know, we don't go out and, and necessarily cold call sell door to door. Um, so that, that's, all, that's always, you know, kind of a big thing is we want to we keep those relationships with everybody because I do think that that's how we get a lot of our COBRA business. Um, but in order to, you know, keep the clients compliant, um, I think that would be, you know, a broker coming to us and just, you know, letting us know that some, they need a COBRA administrator. And brokers understand that there are penalties out there, you know, assessed by the IRS. There could be penalties assessed by qualified beneficiaries, you know, um, and it can get bad. And they, you know, they're there to help their clients. And I think that that's how we kind of get pulled into the mix with them as well. That sounds like you have just so many resources for our brokers. And we love partnerships that are broker friendly. It is very important that the vendors that we partner with and recommend obviously are broker friendly. Um, and um, one of the nice things about ASI is, is that their sole goal is compliance and COBRA, and they don't do any direct business. They're not going to put you in a position where they could ever infringe on your relationship with your client. And service is something that is really um, apparent that's important to them. So when you're partnering with with a third-party administrator like a COBRA uh, admin, it's really important, you know, to recognize that they're an extension of you as the broker. And I think that that's something that uh, resonates and rings true with ASI. Michelle, can you go ahead and maybe highlight some specifics about what ASI can provide for um, brokers and employer groups? Here at ASI, we handle all of the required notifications under COBRA, qualifying event notices, initial notifications or general rights notices, um, termination notices for anybody who's terminating early. And, you know, we go a little above and beyond with that. We send out notifications for those that exhaust as well, even if it's not a requirement, enrollment confirmations. So there's a lot of communications between us and the qualified beneficiary. Um, we have a fully dedicated customer service team, um, starting with receptionists. There's no phone tree there. And we have dedicated account reps assigned to the clients um, so that the brokers and the clients know who to contact. Obviously, COBRA is COBRA. They can speak with anybody in the department if for some reason maybe their account rep is on another line, but they do have a go-to. Some of our groups have a little bit um, oh, specialized requests and things like that. So um, we find that it helps to have a dedicated account rep to be familiar with those accounts. Um, we send out, you know, courtesy coupons to the qualified beneficiaries and any other, you know, we can handle open enrollment packets to those qualified beneficiaries. They have the same rights as, you know, active employees. So we don't want to forget about them. So we can, we can handle that burden so that the former employer is not having to reach out to what in most cases under COBRA is, you know, somebody who's not working there anymore. Obviously, there are other COBRA events, but it seems like the majority of them are going to be, you know, an employment termination, whether it be resignation, retirement, you know, layoff for actual termination. So as a third-party administrator, we're there to take the phone calls, send out the paperwork. We're kind of the go-between, so they're not having to deal with them directly. Um, we have an online portal uh, so that our clients can hop online and check on payments, run reports, things like that. And there's also a portal for the qualified beneficiaries. They can do the same. They can go and download their letters if maybe they lost the copy that was sent to them in the mail. They can check on their payments. They can actually make a payment online. Um, they can also contact us, make a payment over the phone, I would say say probably half of our payments are sent in through, you know, check or money order. Um, but we do take a lot of, you know, credit card payments and things like that since uh, times are changing and that seems to be the way that everybody wants to go. Um, so we do have, you know, a, capabilities to do things like that or have an ACH taken from their account. 
Can you speak to the services that you are able to provide the qualified beneficiary? We can, you know, handle all employer and QB's questions related to COBRA. So again, as their kind of go-to in between, um, I think that that would be probably what the majority of our duties are day to day. Obviously, there's the required notifications and checklists to make sure that we're doing everything properly, but there's a lot of communications with those qualified beneficiaries. They've just lost their benefits. They're not sure what to do. They receive this letter with a huge premium, so sometimes we have to explain, you know, things like that to them, and um, I think that that's probably the biggest part is just the actual communication and administration in between. What does that initial notice entail? I did want to touch on that. I'm so glad that you had brought that up. I would say that of the majority of our clients, for some reason, that seems to be the notice that gets forgotten. I think it might be because they're in an active status rather than losing the employee, they're bringing the employee on, they're onboarding. And um, that initial notice is required under COBRA. And the initial notice needs to go out when somebody is enrolled onto your COBRA eligible benefit plans, whether it be medical, dental, vision, et cetera, et cetera. Same plans I mentioned earlier. Um, but for some reason, that seems to be forgotten. So we, have, we find that a lot of new groups that will come on to us hadn't set initial notifications you know, previously. So we'll do what we call a clean sweep, make sure that we take care of everybody so that all have received their initial notification. We get proof of mailing. We actually have the postmaster sign off on things. So we have proof that all of these have gone out, all of them have been mailed, and that just helps us to get our clients to that you know, place in compliance they need to be rather than just kind of struggling and only working with one of the required COBRA notifications because there are you know, more than one. Um, so we want to make sure that the initial notification is always remembered because for some reason it isn't. <laughs> now, Michelle, what are some final things that you want to let us know about your services or share with brokers? And can you maybe give us a couple of highlights that really make you guys stand out from the other administrators? Absolutely. First and foremost, I, I do know, I know that it's the customer service. Um, and again, it goes back to the actual being able to speak to somebody, not having to leave a voicemail, wait a couple days for a call back. Um, I mentioned the dedicated account reps, but like I said, if that account rep is avail available, they're all trained on COBRA. So somebody else can help the qualified beneficiary, the client, or the broker at that moment in time. As long as it's during business hours, somebody in our office can assist and somebody can take your call rather than having to wait for a call back and um, you know we, we really pride ourselves on customer service so I would say first and foremost that's it it's customer service well I think that's about all the time that we have for today thank you so much Michelle for joining us and for all of this wonderful information about Cobra and the solutions that ASI offers well thanks so much for having me and you know ASI we appreciate your partnership and thanks everyone for listening for more information on what we discussed today check out our show notes if you have questions, reach out to your sales team. And if you have topics you'd like us to tackle, shoot us an email at intel at lasibroker.com. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy what you're hearing. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, or find us on your favorite podcatcher. There you go. You owe me 20 bucks for my endorsement. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> I thought that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Make your check payable to no. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay.